Have you ever absolutely panicked after you accidentally deleted a file on your computer? I know I have. It's not an issue if you've got CrashPlan Smart Recovery. Your files are just a few clicks away and can be restored in a snap. CrashPlan provides the best cloud backup solutions in the market. Visit CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. Now you can protect all your work with an unlimited backup and recovery solution. CrashPlan makes it simple to restore some or all of your data. And with unlimited version retention, CrashPlan can be your ultimate rewind button. Get unlimited computer backup for you or your business with CrashPlan Professional. CrashPlan backs up files that live on your computer and works with PC, Mac, and Linux. Don't let data disasters slow you down. CrashPlan has your back and keeps you moving. Go to CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. That's CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year. Back up better with CrashPlan. Today on the podcast, we have Chris Wittenberg of Be Good to People. I met Chris a couple of years ago in person at a charity event here in Kansas City. I fell in love with her brand and what it stood for and the impact it was making on people around the world. And it was really cool to find out her message and get to the root of how she got started. And today you're going to hear a pretty crazy story all about how a failed business helped Chris instead follow her passions and her dreams, and then how she landed in front of Oprah and Gail, like actually hugging, seeing Gail in person and the impacts of that exposure on her business, on her confidence and on everything that Be Good to People stood for. There are a lot of lessons learned here from an entrepreneur who has been in business for a while. So I hope you take away some good nuggets today. Hey, Chris, welcome to the show today. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here with you ladies and babes. Well, it's so exciting to chat with you again. I feel like our relationship has been really long and drawn out. I I met in Nina Bell. She was really long and drawn out. (laughs) That sounds so happy, Abigail. Well, I feel like it's been like one of those we keep running into each other in all the best ways. So I remember meeting you in person when you were in Kansas City for a local charity event. It was just really great meeting you. And so... I really fell in love with what Be Good to People standed for, stood for, and wanted to kind of talk about continues to stand for. Yeah, yeah. It's still a thing. <laughs> standing. So far still standing. <laughs> yeah. So I kind of want to go back to the beginning a little bit and talk a bit about like having this realization that this should be a company and how you were able to kind of start following that dream. Sure. You know, it's so interesting with both of my companies, and we, we'll talk about my other company probably later, but with both of my companies, I honestly did not set out to start a company. So I think that may be true for a lot of entrepreneurs. Uh, with Be Good to People, I was very busy with with Say No More Promotions, my promotional company. And I had two babies. And one day I was just out running errands at lunch, which I rarely even leave the office during the day. So I just happened to be out and about and and a woman did something rude to me. And to this day, I have no idea what she did. And I wish I could remember because it would probably make for a better story. What I remember from that day back in April of 2008 was I just walked back into my office and I just stood in the middle of my office. We have a big open 
space. And at the time, my whole team for Say No More Promotions was here. Now, most of them are virtual. But I just stood there and I was like, why can't people just be good to people? How hard is that? And those are the exact words I used. And I literally paused for five seconds. And I said, I'm going to put be good to people on a t-shirt. And I kind of stomped back to my office and jumped on the internet and and did a search for begoodtopeople.com. And that URL was available. So, I mean, granted, that was a while ago, but it was still pretty amazing back in 2008 that that URL was available. So I grabbed it like that minute, probably within half an hour of this encounter. And then I did the entrepreneurial thing of, you know, diving in. My poor husband who works with me and we were so busy with Say Debor and I was like, I'm going to start a company and we're going to put it on everything and we're going to send this message out to the world. And this was about a one to two month deal where I kind of dove in. And then I just realized that there was absolutely no way I could start another company and run Say No More Promotions and have two babies. So I kind of shelved it. I had started the trademark process and sort of had the basic format in my mind, but I just kind of shelved it. And I was like, I just, I can't do this right now. And so then I just went back to say no more promotions and and everything just kind of sat there for a while until <laughs> do you want to hear until, until you know in 2009 the economy just tanked we lost huge huge part of our business because the pharmaceutical industry my other company say no more promotions does logoed merchandise and we work with all kinds of corporate clients and and mid-sized and small businesses around the country and our huge, huge, 70% of our business was in the pharmaceutical industry. And that industry, I don't know if you guys remember, you used to go to doctor's offices and everything in the doctor's office had a logo on it of a, of a drug company or a type of drug. And that was a huge part of our business. And we were really, really taking off with it. And then the industry regulating committee passed this law that you couldn't put logos on promotional products in doctor's offices. And so boom. I mean, 70% of our business, we we went from like, I think we were almost at 3 million that year to under 500,000. And yeah, it was brutal plus. And then everyone was like complaining, oh, the economy was so bad. And isn't that terrible? And oh, yeah, we're hurting too. And I was like, no, we are not hurting because of the economy. <laughs> we are hurting because of this crazy regulation that put so many small businesses out of business because a lot of businesses depended on on that industry for their revenues. So anyway, we it was really really dark and and we were also getting sued by our homeowners association and that's a whole nother story that I won't bore you guys with, but it was it was a really dark period other than my mom dying the darkest period in my life and I really had to dig in. We had to we didn't pay ourselves for 2 years. We kept our whole team in place. We basically said, okay, you guys, this is, we didn't let anyone go. The only person we let go and we didn't even let her go. We just, she was a, she was a commission salesperson who had a very hefty base salary and she had the pharmaceutical account and she didn't sell a single thing for like almost a year, but we were paying her a very, like if I had the base salary she was getting, I could very comfortably live on it. So we told we told her we had to move her. She was on it for almost a year, and then we told her we had to move her to a hundred percent commission, and she decided to quit. <laughs> so 
man, so many lessons learned in that process. But around that time, I just decided it's time to to do this with Be Good to People. So, and actually, actually, the the person who quit, who's really, really a smart, awesome woman, she came in my office and was like, "We really should." you should think about doing be good to people. And we had, we all kind of agreed it was time. And um, so that's, that's, I picked it back up and we started getting samples of the products and we started selling for the first time in June of 2009 out here in Colorado. We live right outside of Vail. And so there's a farmer's market that's really popular called the Minturn Market. And so we started selling our products in June of 2009. And that's how it happened. Like what? So how did you go from farmer's market to Oprah? Oprah. Uh, <laughs> that's a blog post from farmer's market to Oprah. Right, right. Yes. So that's, I mean, that's a long story as well, because the first two years we sold at the farmer's markets and we had, it was so successful and we worked all summer long and then say no more promotions. You know, we were rebuilding say no more. So we just really did be good to people during the summers. And then during the rest of the year, we focused on say no more promotions. I really didn't do much with it. Facebook, when we started, Facebook was just brand new. So we kind of used that for... Because it was easy to update Facebook and websites. Oh my gosh. I still hate dealing with websites. I think I've complained to you guys. That's probably one of the conversations we've had. 2009. Yeah, for sure. Oh my word. Like So we had a Joomla site and we had a... I probably altogether have spent over $40,000, $50,000 on website stuff. And we still don't have a good website. And I and what's happened is I'm scarred. I, I don't right. trust that anyone is going to do a good job. <laughs> so, so anyway, so many lessons that I've learned. But there was a time period. I think it was actually not the first two years. It was four years we did farmer's markets. The final, the fourth year, we got into the Vale market, which was a bigger farmer's market than Minturn. And we were really excited, but we were working Saturday, full-time during the week, and then all day Saturday, all day Sunday with two little kids. It just, it was so exhausting. And after that fourth summer, the Vale market said it wanted to go smaller. So we actually got kicked out of the Vale market. And Augie and I just said, you know what? We're not going to do markets anymore. Our kids have been here and have had not had their parents around on weekends, really since my son was born. So we just kind of put Be Good to People on hold for easily a couple of years. And during that time, we were rebuilding Say No More. We have a big financial services company as one of, was one of our biggest clients. And we were working really, really hard, really like seven days a week to build a big program that they did that catered to small businesses. And we helped develop that for four years. And then they ended up giving that $2.5 million project to a $42 million company. So bam, got hit again. And I literally had a meeting in New York with them. And I was so exhausted by them. I felt like they were sucking my soul out of me. And I went back to the hotel room and I told my husband that I was, I'm not doing it anymore. And I had to follow my heart. And that when I I told him, (laughs) I said, if I died in a plane crash on the way home, you would have to, no choice. You'd have to like run the company. You'd have to take care of the kids. And 
luckily I'm, that's not happening. I'm going to get home safely, but I just, I can't continue. And I happen to have booked the last VIP ticket remaining in Oprah's Life You Want tour for that following weekend. So I kind of went into that weekend with the plan of just sitting back and listening, opening my heart, opening my ears, opening my eyes. Normally when I travel out of for business, I, you know, call girlfriends in the city that I'm going to and we get together and we meet and we talk business, we have fun. And when I went to Seattle for the Oprah thing, I I just I was so fried. And so I just went, rented an Airbnb and spent the weekend by myself. And I always wear my Be Good to People shirt when I travel. I always have a whole bag full of stuff because people always ask about it. And it just so happened that the the first day, it was a two-day event, a Friday and Saturday. And on the first day, I ended up meeting Gail King. Oh. No, no big deal. You know, yeah. Just, just it's fine. Yeah. There's there's way more detail to the story, but I it's seriously I've already rambled on so much. But it I knew that I was going to get a meet and greet with Oprah on Saturday because that was part of the VIP package. So I when I saw that Gail or I heard that Gail was in one of the other tents and you could I think you had to join uh O's Circle of Friends, which is one of their subscription, you know, like one of those gift box subscriptions. And you got to have you got to meet Gail. So I was like I'm in. Sign me, <laughs> Sign me up. And I knew she was going to love the shirt, but she flipped out over the shirt like a lot of people do. And so I ended up giving her a shirt. And then she ended up wearing it to the event the next day, the entire day. Wow. And it was just, it was like, it wasn't even real. Like I couldn't even believe it was happening to me. And I kind of, um, when that all happened, considering what an ugly place I had been in just days before, before when I left New York, I sort of just looked at that as a huge nod from the universe, you know, that it was, I was on the right path. I was just going to say like, not to get all woo, but like, can we see (laughs) how clearly like you, this is the mission that you were supposed to be on. And like, let's out all these other things, quit trying them, quit going back to them. (laughs) Your attention over here. Like I've never seen anything more clearly than this. Well, I also want to point out, because I think so many people, when they start a company, they convince themselves that the only way they're going to grow is if they are like friends with so-and-so or they get to meet so-and-so and it's going to radically change their business. And you just were yourself mm-hmm. and you put yourself in situations where you could meet people, uh-huh. but it's not like you knew them in advance. Right. It's not like you had a it's connection. Like you were introduced. <laughs> you're like, I will literally pay for a subscription box uh-huh. so I can hand <laughs> For the chance of this happening. To me, that's a big, that's a big, big, and we can talk about it more at the end in the strategy part, but my entire life, I have put myself in situations and and oftentimes uncomfortable ones or at expense that maybe I probably shouldn't be spending the money on. And my husband thinks I'm nuts. He was so angry that I spent the money on the VIP thing, but because... He'll get so mad. But when I told the day I told him, he literally he looked at me and he's like, "Don't you think that's a lot of money to spend to meet a celebrity?" And I was like, "It is Oprah Winfrey, <laughs> <laughs> a celebrity." Like, I'm, 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 this is like 
This is like it's meeting the Pope and Michael yes. Jackson at the same time. Yes, yes. I was like, you don't understand. God bless him. And he's seriously the, the most amazing man. And I love him so much. And he hates when I tell the story because he thinks I'm, you know, making him look like, a, I think any guy would have said the no, same thing. Anyone, anyone. Not even a guy. I'd be like, lady. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And I think it was twelve hundred bucks was the ticket, yeah. and and that was and I ended up paying for it out of my own little Mad Money savings account. Yeah. But oh my gosh, it was so worth it. And then the the Gale thing, I think the subscription box was like two hundred dollars. But you got a free yeah. pair of pants that were so yeah. cute, and to this day, one of my favorite pairs of pants. And then all <laughs> kinds of other free stuff, and they still send me stuff every month, and I get the magazine, and it's just awesome. It was so worth it. But yeah, you have to put yourself in in the position to have things happen. Yeah. So what happened after Gail wears your shirt? Well, so seriously, we could we could really talk for hours if I told you all the details because it's the stories are pretty hilarious. But long story short, she flipped out. She took pictures. She had her people come down and find me at the end and give have me send my pictures to them. It's it's her assistant, and I we're still friends. He's awesome. Anyway. They put it, we were in the March 2015 issue and it went on stands in February and this event had been in November and I was just, it really was like I was starting out fresh with Be Good to People because when I worked on it before, I had my team in-house for Say No More Promotions and Jessica did so much in our office. She did our website, she did the social media, she did everything and and then she moved away because she got married and they had babies and she still works for Say No More, but remotely. So I basically had to kind of start over with Be Good to People because I didn't know anything about websites. I didn't know much about social media. And so I kind of had to learn everything over. And I started out actually, one of my friends had told me about Squarespace because it was pretty brand new then. And so I got in there and I, I hired someone from at the time Odesk to help me with it and and got the site almost ready to go. And then I found out that we were going to be in the magazine in three weeks. So I was like freaking out because everyone was like, you better be ready. You better be ready. The Oprah effect. And I literally had a girlfriend come out for a weekend to help me strategize on fulfillment and everything. And I didn't have any idea how much product to order. Everyone said, you know, you better not sell out when, you know, there are companies that have gone out of business from being on Oprah and they couldn't fulfill the demand. So in a very short time period, I had to make a decision to change my website platform. And I did all this research on Shopify versus big commerce. I ended up choosing big commerce and I found a web designer who, who got it all put together for me, but we were putting the website together, taking product photos, writing product descriptions, ordering... I think I ordered like $60,000, $70,000 worth of product. And then I had to find Fulfillment Center. And keep in mind, I hadn't done any of this in the history of Be Good to People for the most part. And so it was really all new. It was so, so stressful, but also super exciting but we ended up, yeah. we picked a fulfillment center in Kansas City because I'm from Kansas and I just wanted a central location. We should start, we could have another podcast uh, episode about finding fulfillment centers and what happened when we, we did that. We ended up like 
getting the website done, getting the fulfillment center done, fulfilled the orders. It came out. It was a dream come true. Gail, oh, I guess we're not on video, but you and I are on video right now. But um, the picture's over in the frame over there. Like It was our picture that came out in the magazine, and the write-up was so nice. And it was great. It was very surreal, almost like when I met Oprah and Gail. It was it was surreal. And yeah. because being, I'm so much older than you guys, I just turned 50. And, you know, I grew up and we watched the Oprah show every single day. I've seen every episode and just, they're such a part of my life yeah, at, as, and everybody's lives. At the time this came out. Yeah. She, no, she was not. Oh, she had just, okay. Yeah, right. she was not. She was doing, you know, she had her own network. She had already signed off of her big show. So That's that... It that happened. That was a big lesson that I learned (laughs) is that the Oprah effect is definitely Uh real, but the Oprah effect from a television show versus a little blurb in a magazine uh, is quite different. (laughs) So needless to say, we have we still have some of our inventory from that. And that was in 2015. And I'm still paying back my loan that I took out to get the merchandise. We had great sales and it was great exposure, but I was so overloaded with everything. And I was a one person show. So I did no social media around it. I did no blogging around it. I did zero marketing other than my friends would post pictures, you know, of the cover and the article and stuff like that. But it was such a lost opportunity. I'm sure I could have leveraged it more and I didn't, yeah. it was awesome. And I'm so grateful uh-huh. for it, but it could have been, it could have been a lot more story of my life. Want to learn exactly step-by-step step how to get paid to generate leads in your business? I've kept these details to myself for far too long. I'm ready to spill everything and give you the exact steps that help me generate tens of thousands of qualified leads and millions in low ticket digital product sales. I won't just show you what I did, but teach you how you can do it too. I'm talking not just how to create low ticket digital products, but also showing you how to use them strategically to generate leads for your other existing or future offers. I'm sharing it all at bossproject.com slash jumpstart, including exactly how I made $8,033 and generated 277 leads my very first month selling digital products. Find out more at bossproject.com slash jumpstart. When it comes to hiring, don't go searching for the one. Just meet your match with Indeed. Get unparalleled access to job seekers with over 350 million unique monthly visitors globally, according to Indeed data, and an extended reach through Glassdoor. I love that Indeed makes it easy to hire because I'm busy enough already. When we've hired in the past, the process was full of unqualified applicants. With Indeed, we can target the right candidates for the right position. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. In the minute I've been talking to you, 23 hires were made on Indeed, according to Indeed data worldwide. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Just go to Indeed.com slash strategy hour right now and support our show by seeing you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 
Money issues are a common stressor in any relationship. Monarch Money is the top-rated personal finance app that can get you and your partner on the same page without any extra cost. Monarch has built-in collaboration features, so together you can see your finances, budget, and get insights on your cash flow. It's the easiest way to manage any household finances. I've tried other finance apps in the past, and they didn't work the way I wanted them to. I don't want to stress over finances. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, set goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. Monarch has a tool that allows you to easily import your data from Mint and keep all of your tags and categories. Monarch's simple, intuitive design makes it so easy to get set up, customize, and use. Monarch prioritizes my privacy, and they'll never sell my data to third parties. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com strategy for your extended 30-day free trial. I mean, I, I think it's it it is just a thing. It's not a thing where it could have been more, or it could have been less. I think so many entrepreneurs and small business owners are thrown into situations like that, maybe not on that scale every day, but I feel like there's so much pressure on like, is this going to be a missed opportunity and how do I take advantage of it, but not screw myself over. And that's such a fine line and it's impossible to know one way or the other. And you just have to, like you have to make the mistakes to know that well, they were a mistake. And, and no one, yeah. no one could predict no. how much inventory no. you know. <laughs> impossible. No. And we did research too. I mean, I reached out to businesses. I asked people who had, you know, been in the magazine and I didn't talk to new apparel people who had been in the magazine. And it wasn't like we were having an article in the magazine. It was on, on Gail's favorite things page. I researched right. as much as I could have. I looked up her print reach and her digital reach. And then I calculated, I was trying to calculate, well, it's a magazine. So it's going to go to a subscriber and then it's going to maybe go to a neighbor's house or a doctor's office, or, you know, it's going to go through people's hands several times. So it was, it was really hard to calculate. Yeah. I couldn't imagine that task at all. And just that, like you were in that window also of not only does she not have the talk show, but magazines were being treated differently at that point and they continue to be treated differently now. And like, like you said, the social and like uh, taking advantage of that opportunity, they're just, you did not have the time no. to check all of the boxes no. at all. I learned, so. I learned a lot and we got through it. You know, like with anything with Be Good to People, I know that every single shirt or product that goes out there in the world has this magical journey that we never know who it's going to affect, where it's going to go. And so every time I've had one of these learning experiences with Be Good to People, that's what I always go back to. I'm like, you know what? Everything that I'm doing with it is, is good. I may have missed opportunities. I may not have fully leveraged everything. And the brand is so not even as far as I thought it would be, but my heart's always in it. I live with integrity and authenticity, and I know I can lay down my head on the pillow at night and know that I did a good job and I did the best I could do, which is what I tell my kids. You know, did you do the best that you could do? Yeah. So what does your day-to-day look like now with still on Say No More, it still exists? 
still working on being good to people. It still exists. What it, what's that blend looking like? Because we don't like the word balance around it's here. So it's not, not a thing. So you just mess this together. <laughs> Anyone who has, has, I've had sort of a revolving door at times of, of people. I have so much work to do in terms of getting systems in place. And I'm really looking for, I just hired an online business manager from someone in the community. And I'm super excited to have met her and she's so, so sweet. And so we're just getting started with that. But I'm looking for a business partner because I kind of have determined that I don't, you know, when you guys always talk about how you started getting strategic and started using Trello and and got all your systems in place. And you realized that you don't want to work five days a week and you don't want to work at the pace that you were. And we, that was one of our first conversations we had was when you guys were in the service industry and dealing with clients and deadlines. And I am so exhausted. I've been doing this for a really, really long time. And so I have finally concluded this year that I really want to find a business partner, but I want to find a business partner who is as experienced, if not more so than I am. I don't want to have to teach people how to do social media or strategy or, you know, I know so much about business. I just need help executing it. Like I, we have such a big vision for this company and I have so many opportunities and I just, I can't follow up on all of them because I, I can't, I'm, still shipping products out myself and designing the graphics. It's ridiculous. You've been through the ringer. You've, you've done, you've had ups yeah. and downs, economy <laughs> crazy, like lost major accounts. I mean, talk about lessons learned. So you've been an entrepreneur for over 18 years now. Yep. Like take us through that. Like, let's talk about some of your favorite lessons learned and like, what can the newbie take away so that they can avoid some of the pitfalls that you've run into? First, I will say, I am really good at telling people what they should do. <laughs> I'm not as good at doing it myself, but I would say, and it's it's something that you guys talk about all the time, is if you know, is delegate as much as you can. And if you have a process that is repeated over and over, you really should. I, I've listened to a different podcast. I can't remember what it was. And I think it was one by a guy. It might've been Chris Drucker about if you, if it's something that, if, if it's something that you can teach to someone else, you shouldn't be doing it as the owner of the company. You should, you know, set up the process and have someone else doing it. Our problem is I have so many darn processes and writing them all out. It has to be me doing it all. So it's exhausting. Yeah, but I think one of the things I would say that I have that I have learned over so many years is that if you being an entrepreneur is so difficult, and I think people don't really understand that. I don't. I don't think no. anyone does, and I I think that it I think entrepreneurialism is is glamorized, and people think you're going to make all your own hours and and make all this money and. I made more money before I started Say No More 18 years ago. I was a salesperson and I was really good at it. And I I worked 30 hours a week and I probably made twice what I make now. However, didn't fill my soul. And Say No More promotions filled my soul for a long, long time. And I still love it, but I don't enjoy the day-to-day operations of it as much anymore. And I'm glad my husband can do a lot of that. But with... If you're not passionate, if you don't absolutely love your business inside out, upside down, it's going to be tough because you have to be able to rely on that when things get tough and nobody has nobody has an easy ride and I think I feel like people I feel like there's so much emphasis on the hustle and the grind and 
you know, and social media and influencers. I had two really interesting conversations with with some women entrepreneurs last week about both of them are pretty influential in the social media world and both of them are kind of laying low right now. And we were talking about how, you know, for me and my brand, I just want to go out and do, I'm kind of tired of like trying to build growth and do all this stuff. I kind of want to go out and do the stuff that Be Good to People does and and sort of put my nose down and just work and worry less. You guys were talking about it. Oh my gosh. You guys were talking about it on, I was talking about it when I drove down to Denver last week also, but you guys had just talked about that on one of the classes where you were talking about how you don't do Instagram as much anymore. And it, it really like, there's so many companies that who cares if you have, you know, a hundred thousand followers, if they're not buying your products, who cares? And if they're not, followers who are right. engaged in your mission and and with your mission and who cares i i just think i think as you get older and i think as you become a more experienced entrepreneur you really learn to value what matters over the dollar well and i think you learn to value what works because we throw like so much spaghetti at the wall at the beginning of entrepreneurship whether that's the first 6 months or the first 6 years really just depending on your own growth and progress is how long you're going to take throwing pasta at the wall but we did the same thing let's throw it at blogging let's throw it at instagram let's throw it at facebook let's throw it at webinars and then we wake up a year and a half later and we're like okay these are the things that work and these are the things that we like to put our time and energy into so now we're just going to focus on those I caution the new entrepreneurs for having that mentality too soon yes. <laughs> because you do have to throw the spaghetti at the wall. You have to try this in order for you to know what to cut. Like I would not have known that, okay, Instagram is starting to not be our top referrer of traffic and not convert as well. Therefore, it's not as fun for anymore and it causes me stress. I've built enough stuff over here to where it's okay for me to cut that. But for the first year and a half, it would not have been okay for me to cut that. It would have been a mistake to the growth of our business. And so I think there's that fine line of like, are you saying no to it just because you're overwhelmed because you don't have the systems and because you haven't researched if it's actually effective for you and like you're throwing all of these other excuses at it or because you can actually measure that it's not effective for you. So I think those are two different kind of business hats to put on. Indeed. And um, it just made me think of another point too. In both of my, in both of my businesses... I, I'm a pretty conservative person. Like I, I do not like to have any debt and I'm, you know, I try and be very, very responsible for the most part. When I started saying no more promotions back in 1999, I think I basically took, I think I had $10,000 from savings. I had sold my first house in Kansas city and when I was living in San Francisco and I I took $10,000 and I said, I'm going to give this six months and I'm going to try to do this business. And I, I had that hard stop at the point of six months if I was out of money and or if I wasn't enjoying it and if it wasn't successful, then I was giving my, myself permission to hold it up and go get a job. And what happened is Say No More took off in the first two months. It, it was great. Yeah. I've done that ex- that exercise two or three times in my entrepreneurial journey. And every time it's worked pretty hard. I will tell you right now, I've got the end of December as a cutoff with Be Good to People. If, if things, if I don't have the systems in place and if I cannot have control back over 
the quality of life that I want to have, I will be evaluating it altogether, whether I want to sell it or whether I want to just scale it down to something smaller. What I do know is that I don't want to continue the rat race that I have right now. And so I think it's a really good idea to be able to have those measurements in place and have your hard stop in place because you don't want to get overextended if you're not seeing results, right? You want to be realistic in your business. You want to head into talk strategy to me? Let's see. I would love for you to so speak to the people who are out there who are maybe still in that day job. That's the grind. Still in that rat race. Still in that hustle. What are some of those questions that you asked yourself or mindsets that you had to get yourself in in order to realistically put a plan in place to leave those things that weren't fulfilling you to pursue the passion? First of all, I would say stay in that day job as long as you possibly can and keep your side hustle as long as you can with that steady paycheck and then have a solid plan for what it's going to cost. You know, know your numbers, know what it's going to cost you to cover your rent or mortgage and, you know, what your nut is each month. And then, you know, when you get to the point with your side hustle where you can cover, it's going to be different for different people. But, you know, at least cover your net with your side hustle. I'm, again, so conservative. So I always just want to make sure that that people have enough of a safety net. Because I think, you know, as as a society, we we tend to get in debt way too quickly and too easily. And, and that's such a problem and adds so much stress to people's lives. So, and I think there's so much that can be done on this side. And, but I would also say as an employer of, you know, many people over the years, make sure you are responsible and and live with integrity and do a good job at your company if you're getting a paycheck and make sure you fulfill your responsibilities there. Yeah, 100%. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on. How about you tell everyone where they can check out Be Good to People and follow you online and and see what you've got going on? Sure. BeGoodToPeople.com is our web address. And I have can I offer a little coupon code to yeah. the community? Um, so we have a coupon code for 20% off and it's all caps T-C-C-S-T-R-A. And that'll give you 20% off. And I think we're going to extend that into 2018. So, and then say no more promotions is just say no more promotions.com. And we do logo to everything. So, and that's another thing too, is marketing strategy. I can talk a lot about that if anyone needs help in that department. Conversations. (laughs) Yeah, we'll we'll do another conversation later. So sorry for any rambling, but I just love you girls. And I'm so grateful that you put so much heart and authenticity into every single interaction you put, you know, every communication you put out there. It's, I think you change a lot of people's lives. So keep up the good work. Thanks for that. Thanks for coming on, Chris. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Looking to elevate your brand without the headache? Join the co-op, our creative template shop membership. With thousands of easy to customize templates, all crafted to seamlessly fit your business aesthetics. We make nurturing leads and driving sales effortless. We're talking serious impact and seriously simple creation. Become a member now at creativeshopcoop.com and transform your business today. That's creativeshopcoop.com. Hey, a few quick favors before you leave. I'd love if you'd share today's episode, send it to a friend who needs to hear it and post on social. 
You can show us where you're listening from, your favorite takeaway, or why someone else should listen. Be sure to tag me at Abigail Says and at Boss Project so we can share it. Okay, second favor. To get podcast updates and all the behind-the-scenes news from Boss Project, I'd love if you'd join my VIP list. Just head to bossproject.com slash sign up to make sure I have all your contact details. Really love this show? It would mean so much to me if you'd leave a rating and review. It not only helps more listeners find the show, but allows us to bring on quality sponsors so we can keep bringing you this valuable content for free. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time.